Meta Killer back in the house, baby. How are all my wonderful people doing today? I know you're probably doing great. Um, it's great to be back. Um, I know we had like kind of an extended break just with Christmas and then the New Year's and it kind of all flowed together. Um, so I kind of just took a little tiny break. So again, I'm sorry. I know. Ugh. You know, right? We, we all hate when our favorite YouTuber takes a break, you know, and when I take a break, it sucks. You know, you don't have anybody to listen, you know, about their terrible Yu-Gi-Oh! opinions. But the terrible Yu-Gi-Oh! opinions are back, baby. And um, they're going to be back for the long run. So expect new episodes every week starting this week. And if you don't see them, um, tag me on Twitter and tell me I suck at my job. And I will agree with you. I suck at my job. But I will not suck anymore at putting out Yu-Gi-Oh! podcasts. So, um, I think the first thing to kind of talk about, like I've been trying, um, is I'm trying to do my week at Locals. I always try to do that, and that's going to be a new segment going forward. So, at the beginning of every episode, um, there will be a My Locals experience this week. So, um, I play on Thursdays and Saturdays. So, Thursday, um, I wanted to play Labyrinth. Labyrinth is one of the new decks that I've been playing a lot of. Um, and it's just because I've been playing on a Master Duel, and it is so much fun, guys. I've got to tell you, Labyrinth is one of the only trap decks where I haven't felt like it's been, like, monkey flip Eltlich pass. Because, I mean, like, let's be honest. You know, most of the time, trap decks are just playing, like, 85 Floodgates, and then, you know, summoning Eltlich or, you know, playing Altergeist, and no one likes that. I mean, it's not fun, you know? Whereas, like, I feel with Labyrinth, it's a little bit different just because you're not restricted to normal traps. Excuse me. But you're not gaining any advantage if you're not using them. So, I mean, honestly, the deck feels almost kind of like a combo deck. It's like a combo control trap deck, which I absolutely love the concept of. So, I put the deck together in, like, I want to say 20 minutes before we started. So... All my ratios were wild. Um, I'll just tell you, I wasn't even playing Dogmatic of Punishments because I didn't have them. So I was playing a bunch of random stuff. Um, so I will say, I went 0-4. <laughs> I lost every single game. Um, I did not know a lot about the effects because I was learning as I was going. But, you know, that's the best way to jump into a deck, honestly. Um, you learn so much at Locals. So don't feel like if you show up to a local for the first time with a new deck, like, yeah, you'll go 4 sometimes. It happens, you know. Um, but yeah, I'll talk about the first round I played uh, Branded. And, uh, well, it's Branded Predaplant, I think. Yes. So uh, he kind of set up his board, and then um, I evenly matched him. And then I set up a board to where I just couldn't let him play. So uh, he ended up losing that one. So game two, he just set up a crazy board. Nothing I can do. Uh, with a trap deck, if, the, if they know you're playing a trap deck, um, they're going to side back or removal. That's the first thing they're going to side. And that's just with anything, right? So then game three was actually funny. Because I summoned the uh, late, not the Lady Labyrinth of the Silver Castle, but the other one. The Ultra from Mag... Or, uh, Tama? Why, do I, why did I say... Yeah, but um, what she does is she just allows you to target a normal trap in your graveyard and set it to your field. So, um, I had D Barrier, 
So I was D barrier calling fusion. I was just setting it back every single turn and just kept doing it. And um, eventually he found a way to like banish the D barrier. So I couldn't keep doing it, but it was hilarious. We laughed our asses off because like every time he tried to do something, I'd just be like D barrier, D barrier. So, I mean, it was a pretty fun game. He ended up winning it because I didn't know what my cards did. And um, that's actually when I learned that the uh, Lady Labyrinth of the Silver Castle, the new one, can actually chain to a tr any normal trap card in the game and set another any normal trap card in the game to your spell trap zone. Which, guys, I don't know, like, just, it, it's kind of like with Sprite where it says level twos. And it's kind of just like with um, Cash Tira, just level sevens. This is just any normal trap card in the game, which is crazy if you think about it eradicator is a normal trap card um crush card virus is a normal trap card um what's the other one the other viruses are all trap cards so i was setting uh epidemic or eradicator virus and i was just eradicating people because it was just fun i think at one point i eradicated in the other virus i i hit both of them at the same time on this person um yeah, I lost that. Game two. Uh, he drew Harpy, Feather Duster, and Lightning Storm. What the fuck do I do? I mean, like, what do I what do I even do? You know? It, it, you just... I just lost. Um, game three, I got absolutely hammered again. I just don't know. And then game four, I played against Starry Knight, which is a cool deck. Uh, it's kind of like a cool uh, girl that goes to our local. She plays like a lot of like funny decks, um, but she always puts a spin on them. So she was playing like Starry Knight, which I've I'm not reading a Starry Knight Sky card. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not reading that shit. So um, I had no idea what they were did, and then I realized they can't be destroyed by uh, by battle with dark monsters, and my entire deck is dark monsters. So, it was kind of a back and forth, but I just lost in time because uh, she spooky dogwooded me. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah, it was a learning experience. I changed up my deck a lot, but it was really fun either way. Like, I had – that was one of my fun days because if you guys – I've been trying to keep you guys updated, but if you're not, I've been no-lifing tier for four or five weeks trying to get ready for this regional because I really, really, really want an invite, like, bad – like, I'm fiending at the mouth. Like, I'm drooling, okay? I've been wanting one bad because I feel like I've been screwed every time I've gotten a chance. So I'm making sure I get my chance this time. Um, but that means on Saturday, I played tier. And I went 4-0. Um, I, I won a cool little gym tech deck box, but I, it, it wasn't that. It wasn't really for me. I just have it now. It was like one of those weird dark magician, like, hentai ones i'm not too uh i'm more of a plain guy all right like i don't want to see dark magician girl titties like it's just weird like i it's just weird like why do people want that shit it's just weird like i'm just gonna want a normal deck box so anyways um round one i played uh actually libromancer which was really cool he was playing like adventure libromancer scythelock which scared the living shit out of me. Um, but luckily, I drew three bestials, so it, it, was just, it, it was just not meant to happen for him. I was just not letting it happen. I, I just kept drawing bestials. So 
I changed up my deck a lot from the last time I did a profile. I've actually cut the droplets, and I'm instead playing like nine bestials and two triple tacks. Um, I'm just gonna say the the bestials are insane. There's also another card that I'll talk about that came up for me in the finals, which is an insane card, and I highly recommend the card if you're playing kind of like the engine. Um, but yeah, I just bestialed the shit out of him both games, and there's just nothing he could do. And I mean, he was playing his hardest. Livermancer is such a cool deck, and I really wish they like would give it some more support, like some cards that can. I know they have another new card coming out, but like some cards that actually, because I mean, I think the deck is really cool. Like it's one of those decks where I like one of those ritual decks where it's not Drytron, so I'm okay with it. Um, game two. What did I? Who did I play round two? Oh, I played um Flunder round two. Um. I'll just tell you now, from the Flunder God myself, I know how to play against Flunder, okay? <laughs> uh, Baguska, Predaplant, um, Dragostapelia under Elf, yeah, that that's just a GG, my guy. <laughs> it's a GG. Um, so he couldn't do anything game one. Um, and then game two, it actually got a little bit swifty. Um so with my tier build, I am playing a couple of cards that a lot of people don't play. So like I'm maining Heartbeat. I think Heartbeat is crazy. Um, if it gets milled, it adds a trap back from Grave. Um, it's a spell trap removal. It's not destruction and it's searchable. So um, the big thing for me is fuck Macrocosmos and Defissure. I am not losing to that shit. I'm just not losing to it. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to lose it to it. Um, and also Imperm is pretty crazy. So, going into that game, I knew that I had to stop him from playing. There was, I could not let him play. So, he set up his board, and I kind of, the thing with Flunder is they get advantage going crazy, but if you bait out what they have, there's not much they can do. That trap card is their sole source of playability if they have the trap and the field spell. Um, and the barrier statue is obviously fucking annoying. Um, but what, what I did is I attempted to go towards battle phase. And most of the time when you're playing against a plunder player, if you attempt to go battle phase, they're going to chain the trap. They're, they're going to want to set up a Miss Valley Apex Avian, which is fine. That's what you want them to do because they've wasted their trap and all they have is one negate and tier can play through one negate easy. So what I ended up doing is um, I placed my Imperm in the uh, trap column, and he saved. He held on to the trap because um, I was playing very slow. And then eventually when I felt like I had the resources, I pushed, and I basically, I'll be honest, I, I drew Zombie World, and that kind of sealed the deal. And then I also top-decked Heartbeat against his macro. So, I mean, that was just GG's from there. There's nothing he could do. Um, and then game three, I played against a Branded, which a Branded Predaplan again, the same guy. Um, that was a really good game. Um, game one, I honestly just fought back and I just kept playing. There's nothing he could do. Game two, I got absolutely manhandled. Um, I misplayed very bad. <laughs> and that's something like I will say with this deck is I feel like I misplay all the time. And it's crazy. It punishes you so hard. The deck punishes you so hard for misplaying. Um, and then game three, I just smoked him. It was just nothing he could do. Like, I absolutely just 
I set up an unbreakable board. I had like five interruptions, six interruptions, and bestials in hand. So against that deck, that's just that's just GG's. So then the final round, I played against uh, Ishizu Vernisilf Madolte, which I will say, um, rogue deck of the week for me. This deck is absolutely fucking insane. Um, they're all nine of my bestials did nothing, so they're they're just bricks pretty much in the deck. Um, he's basically going through his entire engine super quickly. He's recycling it with the Vernisilf cards. He's sending Ashizu monsters with the Vernisilf cards. The Vernisilf cards are crazy. I'll just tell you now. Like when I I talked about this on our earlier podcast, but I was playing the Vernisilf Naturia deck, and the Vernisilfs just add so much utility. They are crazy. But um, game one, it was a pretty back and forth game. Um, and the only reason I won is because I baited out the negates. He had Dweller, and I said the only, my thought process going into and changing up my deck, uh, in my extra deck, I was like, look, most of the time, I'm not making a redoer. Like, I don't think redoer is that good. I need a board wipe. I need a mini Zeus. There is one card that's a mini Zeus that's a rank 4, and his name's Exiton Knight, and he's crazy. So, literally went into his board, baited out everything he had, and then just wiped his whole board. And then from there made, attacked, and then made Zeus. He doesn't take any damage because of it. But, it was just insane to clear his entire board like that. And he couldn't interrupt it, essentially. Um, so that, that was a crazy part. That was insane. Um, Exiton Knight is definitely not getting cut. Exiton Knight actually won me game three. So game two, he just smokes me out of the water. Um, he had the promenade card is crazy. Um, Madolce promenade negates a card. So it just targets a card. So it can negate Dark Ruler. Um, I was playing Dark Rulers to try to see what I could like break through. No way. It just negates Dark Ruler. It just negates a card. So he would negate my planet. He would negate like cards like that, which is crazy. Game three, I set up a really, really good board. And at that point, it's just game. Um, there was just – his hand was not that good, and my hand was crazy. Um, and I had follow-up too. I had a crime set, so anything he tried to do – I essentially figured out, so the thing with the Madolce deck is if they don't have a body on field, it kind of sucks for them. So if you don't allow them to have a body on field, and you don't allow the Vernisilf cards to go off, there's nothing they can do. So um, he summoned like Pudding Cess or something, and I just popped it immediately with Planet. I was like, I'm not letting you get any board presence. And then he tried to Vernisilf, and then I just crimed it. So there... There was really no way he was playing through it. And at that, that point, it left him with two cards. And the only two cards left didn't really do anything for him. So, yeah, I... Madolce deck, crazy, okay? It's absolutely fucking crazy. So, I highly recommend that deck if you're not on that deck. Um, I think it's a really cool concept, and I think a lot more people should be playing it. You know, but it happens. So, um... I think this episode would be kind of cool. 
I've seen a couple other podcasts do it, but I wanted to do it. Um, and I will be saying this is not my idea. I did not come up with this. So um, be forewarned, I'm not the original owner of any of this idea. This is probably a bunch of other podcasts and YouTube channel ideas. Um, but I wanted to go over kind of the sets this year because there's been a lot of good sets. Like, honestly, this has been a crazy year for Yu-Gi-Oh! So I thought I would go in kind of like chronological order and give like my opinion. And so um, I'm kind of going to do only like core and like build pack sets. And then at the end, I'll talk kind of about the uh, structure decks. So the first pack we had for this year was uh, the Grand Creators, which crazy. At the time, everybody was so focused on the adventure cards that nobody realized how good Punk and Exosisters would be. I mean, Exosisters won a YCS. So, I mean, the adventure cards changed a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. They changed... I mean, it's a it's a free engine that just gives you a negate or a bounce, a double bounce, and a bounce. I mean, it just... The engine itself was super searchable. A lot of decks didn't even need a normal summon. I think the only deck that wasn't really playing this was, like, Flunder. I mean, everything else was playing it at the time. Because, I mean... Let's be honest, it was crazy. I remember at that point I was playing Sun Avalon, the Sun Avalon Adventure, and it was so much fun. The deck was good. The punk cards created like the punk adventure decks that we saw later on. But even standalone by themselves, they're great cards. I mean, they weren't that good like starting out because Deer Note wasn't out yet. Deer Note is the one that kind of unlocked the power because i actually remember day one playing punk pure punk like we had kind of like a jank day and we all played like random decks and i played pure punk and i won like three matches with it it was a pretty solid deck and i mean the level 11 um is it's pretty good it was really good and then exo sisters is actually a deck that still sees play like today um the adventure engine has kind of been crept out a little bit but you still see a lot of exosister and i think that's mostly just to do with this format but exosisters were very good um not on release but in the future when they got their boss monster magnifica that's when the deck became like more powerful but i mean having cards that says you move card out of graveyard and you xc summon and prevent you from doing things in the graveyard especially in a format like this is just insane so that set was one of the first sets where I would say it was like a complete game changer. Like changed everything. The next one we had was Battles of Chaos. That is not right. Holy moly. Hold up, boys. I do not know what I'm doing. Hold up. I'm a big dummy. I just put all these in the wrong order. <laughs> No. Okay. Okay. Don't. I'm sorry, guys. I really am. Hold up. Uh, why is that there? Whatever. Okay. I, I kind of know for the most part. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Wait. Oh, no. I am right. It was Battle of Chaos. What the hell? This set came out so weird. 
Okay, yeah, it was Battle of Chaos. Yeah, um, Battle of Chaos was pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say it was amazing. I think there's a lot of, like, sleeper cards in the set. Um, a couple examples would just be uh, Guardian Chimera is just an insane card. Um, Advent of Adventure came out in the set, which made Flunder an actual, like, threat. And then the new level 10 Sword Soul monster was also very insane. Very good. Um, a lot of the other cards, though, um, didn't really do a lot. Um, I think the new the new um, ritual kind of helped the Magician Soul Engine that you a lot of times would see in these like punk adventure decks. And then also... Um, B Troopers, I think. No, B Troopers came out. Wait, what? What was in Battle of Chaos? It was. Uh, it was. Oh my God! Please, Noah, don't do this to me now. It was the um, Libermancers. Thing came out in the set. Yeah, um, Libermancers were cool. They couldn't do much on release. They weren't that good. Um, but it was a cool concept. And I think a lot of people like this set, but also there's a lot of shitty cards in this set. Like, the cards are just either okay, like, good, or just god-awful, like, unplayable. So then the next set was Daifo. So Daifo I have a lot to say about. I think Daifo was one of the best sets of the year. I know, I know. Controversial take here. But... Let's be honest, Predaplant cards, the new Predaplant cards, which were pretty much commons, right? Um, they made that whole deck playable. Um, the new Grand Create, like the new Illegal Knight, that made, also helped a lot of decks. And then the new zombie stuff, the Immortal Dragon, the Red Eyes, it, that made zombie strategies viable again. Like, it had been a long time for me, or at least, that, you know, people play, like, an actual zombie strategy and not just monkey flip floodgate outlitch. And I think that was a cool concept that I think we were missing in modern Yu-Gi-Oh. This also released Beyond the Pendulum, which was supposed to take, you know, um, Metal Foe's Electromite's place. But, you know, nothing will ever take Electromite's place. Like, it's not that good. But, you know, over here it was a brand new way for pendulums to actually play. And then also in the set, you had the most important part, the Therions. The Therions for at one point were crazy. Regulus was just a free negate. Um, it, this changed strategies. This made Sun Avalon like combo decks very good. This made a lot of cool strategies. This um, made Punk playable. Because this added Deer Note, and Deer Note was the best card for the Punk engine. Because having that level 5 non-tuner was insane. They made Chaos Ruler, like, snap. And, and that changed everything. A lot of times, after this concept, a lot of people were moving towards these adventure um, Punk decks. And then after that, we had probably the shittiest set of the year. Um, actually, will I call it that? Yeah, I will definitely call it that. Um, <sighs> Duelist from the Deep, man. It had so many chances to be good. I think, honestly, 
the new Marincess support's cool. Uh, Marincess was playable for like two weeks. Um, the new Umi Umi control. Fuck that deck. I hate that deck. But it was it's a cool concept. But they just I don't know. They they just made the the, the set unbuyable. The only two cards that most people bought this set for was the Ghost Rare, which is twenty bucks now. I'm pretty sure. And then Droplet. And the only people, the only reason people were buying the set was for Droplet. And that was it. Because, I mean, the Umi cards were okay. Um, the Marenses cards were decent. But, I mean, there was no reason to buy the set. You would just buy the singles. Abyss Shark later on came, like, Abyss Shark was a crazy card out of the set, right? But that was the only, like, non- Marincess new card or non two ghost rare or forbidden droplets that people actually wanted because the rest was just garbage like it was just throwaway stuff I have so much bulk from this set because people would just give it to me because they're like I do not want this shit in my house like take it and and that sucks because they could have done so much more for the set but they just decided that put droplet in it and it'll sell and guess what guys it didn't sell not a lot of people want this set <laughs> You can buy a whole box, I'm pretty sure, on TCG for like 30 bucks, And that says something. That's an entire booster box. And then next we'll talk about the set that changed everything. And when I mean everything, I mean literally everything. And that is Power of the Elements. So Power of the Elements was a set that released the new sprite cards the new goatee cards and the new Element archetype and also the vernasilves there is so many good cards in this set that i can't even this was the best set of the year if you think about it sprite a tier one strategy tier elements are now a tier zero strategy the new Rika cards, crazy, made the deck playable. It won an entire European championship. All of the Vernisilf cards have created Earth decks, giving them more like ways to play. Even the fusion, like the, the elemental hero cards were like not bad. There are so many good cards in this set. And the Godi Monsters created a new rogue deck that like a lot of people have actually been playing. Um and it's not like crazy successful but it's a cool interesting concept that i think a lot of people like like having a fish deck that literally synchro summons on your opponent's turn is such a cool concept and i don't think a lot of people were thinking about it and, and i mean the artwork is insane the cards are like okay but i mean it's a cool concept and i think the deck is really cool and there was so much going on with this set everybody bought this set this set sold like at our card shop every single like person bought this set like it, it was gone literally they sold out the first day of like eight boxes or like eight cases it was insanity and there were so many good cards in the set that people don't want to talk about like i think one that a lot of people miss um, is Terrors of the Overroot, I think, is what its name is. 
I can look up the set. Hold up. Because I think just talking about this set, just the new Ethereon cards were crazy. Okay. Exosister Martha was in the set. This made, this literally fixed Exosister. This is the best card in Exosister now. Martha is insane. They have the new, like, Divincarte, Kurikara Divincarte, which is like Nibiru. But it hasn't, like, made its big splash yet. But I believe it will in the future. Ultimate Slayer was in the set. Ultimate Slayer was a crazy card at one point. I think a lot of people are sleeping on it now. But a lot of people were not playing. Elf. All of these monsters. Literally, Garura. Garura was in this set. Garura literally changed... Made Super Poly the most broken card or like ever. So this this set changed everything, and this set was the best set of the year. No, not even a competition. And I mean, honestly, I think it's one of the coolest concepts, but also it introduced a lot of power creep into the game, as a lot of people will talk about. The next set was um, Tactical Masters. And I will say, I love the archetypes in this set. However, the actual set itself is uh, not that good. Um, Labyrinth, like I said, I talked about it earlier. One of my favorite decks right now. Really cool, but just... It's, it's a cool concept, but I don't know. Like, in the set, it was really hard to pull these cards. Valiance is just ass. I will not hear anyone say that Valiance is a good deck. The only way the deck is good is if you use the world or whatever, and that's the only reason it was ever good. Uh, Runic is still good kind of today. Runic was a really cool concept, but it introduced kind of like something I've never seen before, and it's literally just a stall deck. And, I mean, why are we introducing stall decks into Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, Mystic Mind was still a thing. They didn't ban Mystic Mind before they put this set out. I went to a regional and played against Runic Mystic Mind. No one should have to do that. It was it was not fun. Not fun at all. So honestly, this set was cool, but it, it just... The Droll and Lockbird reprint also was cool, but other than that, there's not much else going on with the set. Then we have... Darkwing Blast, which, guys, says crazy. Again, another crazy set. This is where we get a lot of the craziness from tier. The new tier card comes out. The new Sprint comes out. Blackwing cards, if you're into that, which you shouldn't be. Um, actually, Blackwings are cool. Um, the new um, support for Godi, which made a lot of people upset because they could have just made it better, but it was still good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, there's just a lot going on with this set. Um, the Cash Tierra monsters released in this set, and that is a scary thing to think about because those cards are. <sighs> you can hear my breath through the mic. Um, this set is crazy. Do I even need this anymore? This is probably the second best set of the year. This had 
everything, the bestial cards. The bestial cards changed also everything. Before bestials, you saw a lot of light and dark decks. With the bestials here, it is a ghost town. And that is insane to me. That just nine or so cards could change an entire meta. And, and that's what we're talking about. Like, the bestial cards are literally DD Crow, but better, because they have extra added-on effects. And then they have where, like, Lubelion was crazy. The whole, whole engine was crazy. Then, the next set that came out, sadly, was the Crystal Revenge set. No one cares about this set. It's trash. Um, cool reprints, I guess. The um, the G Golems are in here, so I have to give it a good rating. But other than that, this is just not a good set. Um, there's a couple good reprints in here, but other than that, it's it's access coder bust, boys. It's access coder bust. So um, some other main or side sets coming out here soon. We have Amazing Defenders in the nineteenth. And that has um, a couple new archetypes. So that has the Meccano archetype, which is like the equip spell archetype. The Purry archetype, which is like the little dog Eevee looking thing that's a XCs. And then a Rescue Roids or Rescue Aces, which is like a really cool deck that let, lets you set four spells and traps or five spells and traps from your deck to your spell trap zone. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't know how each archetype will really play into like rogue strategies i think um makano will definitely be playable i think uh rescue ace could be playable i don't know about the purity archetype i'll kind of have to see what it's like so then after that um the set where i'm gonna stop talking about is the next set that this year will probably change everything and that is going to be Photon Hypernova. So Photon Hypernova will release the rest of the Kashira cards, which is going to create another tier one strategy. And it also releases more um, Scareclaw Thrillments and, and Kashira monsters, which tier more tier monsters is never a good thing. Guys, can we just say it's never a good thing? It also has a new field spell, I'm pretty sure, a new tier field spell. So that's all of those sets. So now I kind of want to talk about the structure decks. So um, the three structure decks that I released this year was Fallen of Albaz, the Crystal Beast structure deck, and then the Dark World structure deck. Um, so I'll just talk about each now. The Albaz one was the best structure deck of the year by far. It was playable. You could buy three structure decks and have a competitive deck. Um, Mirror Jade is such a good chart. This made, like, the, the branded Despia, like, a tier one strategy, which is really cool to see, because I think the deck is one of the coolest decks I've ever seen. Um, it's, it's, it's actually cool that it could be, like, an engine as well, so it didn't have to be, like, a standalone deck. The Crystal Beast Structure Deck. Now, a lot of people actually liked the Crystal Beast Structure Deck, and I think it was pretty good. I mean, I won't say that it was Albaz level good, where you could build three and then play competitively. Um, but I think it was still a good idea, and I liked the concept. 
Um, it gives players a new like way to play. And I think that's a cool concept coming from a lot of these like structure decks or like unplayable decks. I like the um, the god ones, the ice barrier. A lot of the la structure decks last year were trash. And then we have the Dark World structure deck, which again, was a really good structure deck. It made Dark Worlds very playable. It's a very playable deck. It's a very good rogue deck, this format. Um, it's really cool. Uh, none of the cards are once per turn. You literally combo for like 20 minutes. Um, the new Dark World cards really make the deck. And the new Fusion Monster is pretty good as well. Like, the deck itself is really good. And then the next structure deck coming out uh, in February is the Trap Trick structure deck. And for all you lolly people out there, just stay away from your local Walmart. Um, because you'll end up picking up the whole of them. You know, I don't know what you want to do with the structure decks, but that's not my problem, I guess. Um, but yeah, Trap Tricks is... I don't know why they made a Trap Tricks one. I think it's cool, but... <sighs> There's so many other archetypes they could have done... Why Trap Tricks? I know it's a fan favorite, but still. I feel like it's just, I don't know, not that cool. I would have much rather had, I don't know, some cool other stuff. Because there could have been so many other things that were used for that. So now I want to talk about the other sets of the year. So these are sets that don't really branch into the, like... The, the category of main set. These are just sets in general. So the first set of the year of like the weird sets is the OTS Tournament Pack 18. Um, I'm pretty sure this set had um, Fusion Destiny, Droplet, and something else. Um, this one was good. Um, I don't think the commons were that good in this one. Which I think it's a cool that... Um, you're giving out like these high rarity cards for people who play, but the commons and supers have got to be better. Hidden Arsenal Chapter 1 was ass. Anyone who bought this set either bought it because when the Naturia cards came out, they were like, oh shit, I gotta buy these so I can get Sunflower. Or they bought it because Skill Drain. And those are the only reasons you bought this set. This set was garbage. Terrible. Why did they think... I mean, it's cool for Edison players and for players like that, but even then, it didn't even have that many good Edison reprints. Um, Ghost and Pass, the second haunting. Honestly, at the time, this was a really cool set. At the time. Um, now, I will say now, I wouldn't buy the set because it, the value has just plummeted to the ground. But, I mean, at the time, this was a really cool set. It had a lot going on. A Riser reprint, which was much needed. This was the first reprint of Alibur, the Gesture of Despia. The new, the, the Go DDD Divine King Zero Rage, when DDD was playable. There was a lot of cool stuff. And Halky Fibrax. <coughs> Excuse me. Halky Fibrax got reprinted in this, which is, again, really cool. But yeah, after that, it, it just, OTS 19... Um, this one was okay. Again, not exactly amazing. It just, I don't know, man. There's so many. It's OTS 20 just outshines these other OTS sets. Um, the Legendary Duelist Season 3, the only reason you bought this was for Magician Souls. 
Um, anybody else who bought this set was very disappointed because the pool rates were bad, the cards were bad. There's just no reason to buy this set. Um, 2022 10s were actually really good. They provided a lot of quality reprints. Like, one of the first sets where I have to say, like, I'll give it to Konami. They did really good on this one. Um, I think all of the reprints were crazy. The new cards they introduced were good. I really liked this, the 10s. I, th I thought they were very well planned out. Um, and reprinting a lot of those cards last year that were just, like, getting very expensive for no reason. OTS 20 was crazy, guys. Like, Ghost Reaper was a really cool one. A lot of the other ones in this set was really cool. And, like, the Supers. I'm pretty sure Baby Sarasaurus... No, Baby Sarasaurus was OTS 19. Okay, I take it back. OTS 19 had some good Supers. But OTS 20 had a lot of good Supers. And it had King of the Swamp, which was, were getting stupid expensive. And then you had the set that... Deleted Yu-Gi-Oh! Magnificent Mavens. Um, this set was really cool. Just kidding. Fuck this set. I I don't like Sword Soul, so I guess that was a thing. The, the Shizu cards were in this, so this kind of destroyed Yu-Gi-Oh! for a long time. I did like how they came with sleeves, and I really did like the new rarity, or the Egyptian holographic rarity. I think it was pretty cool, but, uh, God, this set, man, um, a lot of cool reprints, and if it weren't for the Ashizu cards, I think this set would be great, but because of the Ashizu cards, I can't give this a good rating, if that makes sense, <laughs> and then, coming up, we have OTS 21, which we don't know much about, actually, I think the only thing we know is it's gonna have a, either a sprite um, Terra Elements or Cash Tira Ulti Rare, which cool. And then we don't know anything else about this. And then we also know it was just announced a new collector set for the 21st anniversary. Really cool. Um, please don't buy this set if you're actually looking for stuff. But I mean, if, if you want some nostalgia, go ahead, buy the set. I mean, it's like 20 bucks. It's pretty cool. But other than that, I think that's all of the structure decks from this year. Um,. Structured X and then like the side sex and then I, I talked about everything guys. My brain is fried. I'm sorry. Um, but just overall Yu-Gi-Oh this year, it was um okay. I, I I really honestly liked the Sword Soul format, the branded Sword Soul flu format. I thought that was a really good format. If Punk Adventure wasn't scythe locking people, I think that format was cool. Um, this format is, it's, it's really rough. I think, um, after they start hitting a lot of the tier and cash tier cards is what we'll see happen to the OCG where it starts opening up and there's a lot more decks competing. And I, and I love those type of formats. This is the type of format where I'm just, you know, I'm here to get my invite. And I mean, I'll just say like the format kind of sucks itself. And I think once they start hitting all these cards, it'll be a lot better for everyone. But I think overall, that was everything I had to talk about today. There's a lot of new cards, but I will bring that up next episode because I feel like I want to combine all of those in one little thing. 
Um, but before I go, I just want to thank everybody for listening to my voice for 45 minutes. I am so sorry. Just think, what what could you have done with your life but like productively for 45 minutes and you sat here and listened to me? I'm so sorry. Go, go to the gym. Go touch grass, dude. Anyways, but I just want to thank you guys for sticking with me. And um, hopefully this year will be a better year. We're going to strive for greatness. Um, we are going to put this podcast on the top of the map. And I say we, and as you guys are an important part of this, because without you, I don't do a podcast because you guys are the reason. So I want to thank all of you guys. Uh, check out my Twitter. Please, 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 please. I want to start doing some more cool stuff on Twitter. Um, I will put a question in the Spotify. Um, please answer it. I like to answer a lot of questions. I haven't had any questions here recently, and it's been making me a little sad. Not going to lie. But please answer those questions. Um, send me a DM on Twitter. Say, hey, bro, what's up? Love the podcast. And I honestly am just happy to have anyone talk to me. And it could be about anything. Um, you could be like the one dude who sends me Earth Machine stuff. Um, you could be the craziness of Lucid YGO and his craziness that he sends me. Um, but just, yeah, just anything works with me and um happy new year's i hope you guys new year's resolutions don't work out and you stick to them just kidding don't they'd never work out um but yeah thank you guys for listening to the medicular podcast and if oh that's what i forgot to do see this is why i recorded for the long so if anybody is actually going to be in the greenville south carolina area next weekend for the regional i will be there so please, I'd like to meet some of you guys if you're in the area. Just uh, hit me a shout on Twitter, and I'll meet up with you and do some shit, play test, whatever you want to do. I just want to meet some of you guys because I know you're – I want to put some names to some faces, you know. It would be really cool um, to, you know, meet one of my fans, um, like, you know, clap their cheeks up with Labyrinth, all the good stuff, you know. But if they beat me, then I'll have to obviously give up my title as Metakiller. Um, but, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening, and um, peace.